Hi friends, welcome to the Mobile Bev Pros podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing mobile bar professionals with the information they need to succeed. I'm your host and fellow mobile bar owner, Sarah Murphy. Each episode, I'll be bringing you interviews, knowledge, anecdotes, or opinions with the goal of assisting you in building a profitable, sustainable, and scalable mobile bar business that will support the lifestyle you dream of. I'm excited for today's episode, so let's get started. For everyone who doesn't know, this is Sarah um, Davis Pasquale. Is that how you say it? D. Pasquale, you're close. D. Pasquale. Okay, awesome. I went to school with some Pasquales, so I had that part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. We are going to talk about phone photography, which I'm super excited about because I have a very fancy Nikon uh, camera that I almost never use because it's so clunky and I'm just inexperienced with it. But I always have my phone on me at events, obviously. Um, And so I would love to learn how to take better pictures with it. I guess to start, I would say, um, what phone do you use? I have a one plus so i don't have an iphone but i think you can really take good pictures as long as you get your lighting correct with any phone that you have and do you um i've i'm an iphone user I've, i've been an iphone user probably since the first ipod came out um i'm probably never going back but I am super jealous i think of the google phones and the android phones because i feel like their cameras are so much better The camera I have has, I have like three separate cameras on my phone. So I have like a macro and I have a portrait. Like I've got a bunch. And if you have a portrait mode, definitely try to utilize that for photography. Yeah. And to clarify for those who don't know, um, portrait mode puts uh, kind of a a blurryish background, but also like hyper clarifies like what's in the foreground, right? Yeah. So it makes... Um, the background go into what is called a bokeh, which is very, you know, not in focus, very creamy. And then it brings whatever you're focusing in into the forefront of your pictures. So that's going to, you know, put all eyes on that cocktail or your menu or your bar or whatever you're trying to take a photo of. Right. Yeah. And so iPhone does have a portrait mode, which I, I think I use with varying levels of success. It is, in my opinion, specifically programmed and designed to do best with faces and people. So sometimes when I'm using it for cocktails or something, it's not as, I think, um, the results I think are kind of like, meh. You can still achieve that bokeh without using the portrait mode. And you can do a lot of that um, Mm post-processing, editing-wise, and you don't have to, I know there was Lightroom talk last week, and I use Lightroom, I am a photographer, so I shoot with a Nikon and I shoot weddings and things, and Lightroom and edit with those. But if I'm just using my phone, there's a lot of mobile apps that you can use to achieve the look that you want if that portrait mode isn't going to work for you, if your phone doesn't have a portrait mode, any of that. Yeah. So aside from Lightroom, what um, what apps do you, do you use? I use Snapspeed all, pretty much okay. throughout the board. And that's great. That'll let you, you know, like adjust lighting. It has a tilt shift. So you can focus on whatever your drink you can hit that tilt shift and then you can blur out that background that we're trying to achieve with the portrait mode anyway. And awesome. I think it's a Google, I think it's a Google ran app so it's pretty smart. Like it's got a lot and you can add text to your photos and you can you can do everything. I use that app almost consistently across the board. I try not to use the Instagram filters. A lot of times it kind of like will make your photo fuzzy or yeah. just won't maybe get the lighting that you want it to. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think there's like, what, a dozen of them. And so like, if you're using the same dozen filters that everyone has access to, it kind of removes some of that uniqueness um, to your photos. Great. Great. I use Color Story a lot. It is a paid app, um, and it, but it's not terribly expensive. And they have, oh, gosh, a hundred different filters. I found that I like about five of them. Uh, right. <laughs> for my kind of per personal preference, uh, the way it edits, I like to be somewhat consistent. Uh, but they have an option, like a ton of options, like crops and, you know, all, all sorts of, and they're super easy to use. And they also have an Instagram story piece, which I think is is nice. I, I don't do as much with that piece as I probably should, but um, I found it super easy to use. Whereas Lightroom to me was a little, uh, I'm not a photographer, a little daunting. Yeah, Lightroom is the, it's a heavy program. It's, you know, it's geared towards photographers. So it's definitely, there's right. a ton of things you can do. And it's great, but it just is probably a little overwhelming to some people. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I want something that's like one step above what Instagram can give me, but down below in, uh, Lightroom. So I'll have to yeah. check out Snapspeed. Canva is good too, but I tend to edit my photos before I drop them into Canva. Uh, Canva has a lot of templates if no one uses it for Instagram stories. They've got a ton of free stuff, a ton of free graphics. It's really fun to play around with. I don't know what I would do without Canva, honestly. It does, I do pretty much all of my digital marketing through Canva. Um, and I, I mean, I pay for it. There, are, There is a free version. I don't know what's included in that because I've paid for it for so long. But yeah, I, I also will wait till my photo is kind of done being edited to drop it in yeah, Canva. I just don't think Canva works for editing purposes. The one thing that I do love about Canva for editing purposes that is brand new, and I've only used it a couple times and never on a photo, weirdly, um, usually on like a another digital asset that I've pulled in is the background removal. Oh, ooh, I didn't know that even existed. Yeah. So if you have like a picture of your child or something, and you want to remove the background, it'll just automatically do that. And then you could just, you know, drag it over a new background or whatever, which might be a cool idea to do with cocktails. That, I is, a done really, it. that is definitely a cool idea to do with cocktails. Like just take a generic photo of your bar and then uh, just drop a bunch of cocktails on the on the counter. <laughs> you can definitely do that. It might look as organic as we all want it to look, but right, right, terrible cocktail photography, uh, but fun. To right. <laughs> Share your Instagram so people can pull you up. Oh, okay, uh, my Instagram's the Unbridled Bar. I do a lot of recipe sharing. Um, I tend to get a lot of feedback, good feedback when I share recipes. So every time I set up for a tasting, I try to pull my baking out or just my phone if I don't have that much time and take pictures of what, I'm what we're tasting in actual glasses as opposed to plastic. And then that way I can use those, you know, when I want to share a recipe. But I, I do try to share quite a bit of recipes. People really like, I get a lot of feedback from them. Yeah, we talked a little bit about kind of Instagram uh, last week. And then we were talking about faces do really well, recipes do really well, groups of cocktails do really well, um, and pictures of the bar yeah. do, do really well almost every time. Yeah. Okay, I've got you pulled up. This one's really pretty. Yeah, this one's really pretty. Um, so it's really about lighting, I would think. This is all naturally lit. Um, the sun was shining into the back of the bar, so I was standing in front of my horse trailer, um, shooting towards the inside of the bar, so the light was just coming right behind that marquee sign, 
the marquee sign's on, but it doesn't really yeah. hit a lot. It was, it was just hitting that, right. that nice backlight. That's kind of what I tend to try to look for when I'm shooting a drink is the backlight. You want to be able to see the drink, you want to nice. see the color. People want to see the ingredients. They don't want to just look at this murky cocktail, but they don't really know what's in it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Lighting, um, specifically natural lighting, tends to be key for cocktails. Absolutely. I actually do have an entire kind of photography set up that I had from another lifetime ago. It's got like the little tripod lights. Yeah, yeah. And you can like put it through, um, like you could put it in a light box if you wanted. Um, and I am never happy with that lighting, even though it's kind of a professional lighting setup as much as when I just have the good old sun. Agreed. I kind of set up a like a bar cart while I could in my office, though my office is a little dark today, but you can kind of see. Let me see if I can flip my camera around. Oh, there you go. I just have all the light coming behind the glasses and I, it is dark oh. in here anyway, but that would still those pictures would still come up nice because you could be you'd be able to see the light coming through the liquid. Yeah. And then I always try to add some things, you know, like if we are using a certain glass, like these, these are from Love and Victory. It's a really pretty set. Um, I bought them from a local bar shop, shop here in Jacksonville, but mm -hmm. they, she will almost always reshare my specialty, my cocktails if I, you know, tag her in the posts. So those yeah. are always really good. I always try to use local products and stuff like that. I always try to have some things, you know, oh, I used these edible flowers in the drink or lavender. I always try to like set my little stage up. Um, yeah. That way people just kind of know they want, oh, look, there's a line in that drink. Maybe that's something I'm interested in. I think, you know, photos speak a lot before they even start reading a caption. Oh, uh, agreed. I think um, we might have mentioned this the last time, but if the photo isn't worth pausing for, they'll never even get to the caption, right? They'll just kind of scroll right. on. Right. They don't care what the recipe is. They just want um, to make sure it's key. Okay. So, so far we've said portrait mode um, is kind of key. Backlight is, is super helpful. And then to add kind of some visual interest of some Absolutely. sort, whether it's a garnish or glassware. Sign, your pick, any of that stuff people want to see. I don't know if people are familiar with the macro setting on their camera or if their camera has a macro setting, but that's a little... It looks like a little flower. Um, if you have mm -hmm. that setting, it is meant for extremely up close. Think like mm -hmm. above, uh, you know, like a butterfly on a flower or a caterpillar that you want to take a picture of. That's also really right. good for over the top photos. Like if you want to take a picture of what your garnish setup looks like, a lot of times I'll yeah. switch to the macro mode and that'll allow you to get real close. You can see a bunch of the details. If you're doing like um, an orange peel, like crumble on top or anything, it just gives you it just gives you more definition in your photo. And that's I, a lot of people I think don't know what that setting is. But if you have it, it's definitely something yeah. to use. I agree. And while you were talking, um, something you said triggered another thought that I had or that I had wanted to ask you about. And that is vantage point. I have played around with a lot of cocktail photos and a lot of angles look, for whatever reason, um, unnatural when yeah. taking a picture of a cocktail. So speak to, to vantage point. Yours yours are all pretty consistent in vantage point. What What is your, kind of your trick there? So my trick is eye level. You want to be eye level to those cocktails. You want your 
your, you know, your lens to be right at eye level. That means a lot of times my camera is half, you know, like half on the bar, half below the bar. So it's exactly eye level to those drinks. And yeah. also like a big wide shot is always good if you're ha- if you have a bunch of different drinks. A lot of times you'll see me post those when I'm actually at an event so people can actually see, oh, look, there's, you know, she's doing a lot. You're above the drinks. It's that weird angle where you're like, um, like diagonal to the drink or sometimes you can make the cup look, you know, like unproportioned. So I would stick with eye level or yeah. above eye level. I think I think the way that in my head I, I try and kind of uh, process it is the way you would naturally as a human being approach a glass, right? right? And so if someone was handing you a glass, it'd be kind of eye level at, at some point, right? And yeah. if you have a bunch of them on the table, you're kind of over top of them when you're preparing them and you're looking at them, right? So you can kind of like, that's a natural feeling perspective. Absolutely of a drink. Whereas if you kind of get like weirdly, you know, down too close and like table level, like no one's ever looking at a, at a drink, you know, at, at, like that. So I guess for me, it's like, would I approach a drink this way as a human? Not right. Just a camera? <laughs> right. I definitely think natural light is, I mean, natural light's key. Also, that's the whole eye level thing. Like those drinks, you know, they were still people's that hands. Looks are like still my, in it. That looks like my hands. Like I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that to my mouth, right? So that right. feels natural to me. Right. You don't want to take. Some people take like weird diagonal pictures or too right. close. Sometimes isn't good. Definitely below the drink is weird. It's gonna make that. You know, it's gonna make everything very large. Right. Right. And disproportionate. Yeah. Like some areas of the cocktail will look larger than others in a not natural way. Right. I live in Florida, so when I get, sometimes I have, you know, like a down day that I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to photograph, you know, these five cocktails. So people can, I can just continue to post, you know, what I have when I need. But Florida's hot, and I know a lot of people live where it's hot. So when I take drinks outside, I never ice them because I don't want that real sweaty glass, you know, like a lot of, it's just not as attractive as a nice clean glass. The condensation. Yes. Yeah. So that you're, that you, you touched on one of the two pet peeves I have with people who take their own photos and I, they're pet peeves because I've fucking done it and I hate those pictures, but they're probably still in my Instagram feed somewhere. And that is two things. One aggressive condensation, which is like, Cause it's Nashville here. It's hot and humid in the summer. Right. And so like that's going to happen, but, um, and it'll happen very quickly, but it kind of takes away, like makes it fuzzy on the glass. And so unless that's what you're going for, unless you're specifically talking about like the heat and the condensation and how refreshing this looks, otherwise it just looks like you waited too long to take the picture. The other thing Absolutely. is ice died in the glass. It's like melted, half gone, like ice in the glass. And you're like, yeah, you you basically spent the last 15 minutes taking a picture of this cocktail and right. now it's dead in the glass, right? And it's a total right. personal pet peeve of mine. And if you look at my Instagram feed, you'll probably find some. Right, like this is like a styled shoot in the middle of July. It was, I didn't even bring ice with me. You know what I mean? Like I, it was just something easy. That's like a good depth of field picture. So the glass is really in focus and everything else is kind of fuzzy, which is that bokeh that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, That's kind of what you're looking for. I know, like, I don't like sweaty pictures. I don't want to be sweaty. I don't want my drinks to be sweaty. So I don't even bring ice half the time when doing a styled shoot. Yeah. All my styled shoots, I never bring liquor. 
Um, so a lot of times I know what the drink is going to look like, and I'll just try to mock the look of it using juices and sodas yep. and whatever else I can. I have even used food coloring and water before. Yeah. I did I have an entire food where I was doing like a sangria and I'm like, I'm not using wine for this shoot. And so I just used a bunch of like red, a little bit of green to get kind of like a muddled, like red wine color. Um, yeah. And then I use like yellow to get like a white wine color. Um, but yeah, no real alcohol. Sometimes I'll feature bottles though, just to kind of. Right. A lot of times I'll feature local bottles jacksonville is like really big on distilleries all of a sudden they've kind of blown up here and a lot of times i'll even throw like a local beer can in the back if i can and that's just yeah getting to tag more people yeah and and if that's something like so for for us we almost exclusively do local beers because nashville is a ton of great breweries why would you want to buy what, unless you you know want like a yingling or whatever right. um and so it just kind of helps demonstrate the kind of company you are too. And so like being sure to get that stuff in your photos is important because then just by like looking, Oh, they support bearded Iris. That's my favorite IPA. Um, yep. It just kind of gives them a, a, a positive, you know, connection that they already have now with you. Agreed. I think that's, I think that's a good key is to just always try to keep local products, just like the glasses, you know, like I can tag. Yeah. The person that makes the glasses, I can tag the shop that's local here. It's just easy to do. And then people reshare it, which is great. Right now, everybody's resharing everything. I think you guys get out there and push recipes. People just don't know what to post at the moment. I'm going to basically have a day where I'm just shooting a bunch of cocktails with my phone. So this yeah. is really good, good prep for me. Um, okay. Aside from your bar cart, let's talk a little bit about surfaces. What tricks or tips or preferences do you have when it comes to like where to put your cocktails? Anywhere that you don't want something super like patterned or busy. You just want to keep it as simple as possible. I tend to shoot either dark or light. The bar cart that I have set up, I would probably shoot with, but I would definitely, it's just a lot of reflection. So mm -hmm. you would have to make sure you know what's reflecting and what's not reflecting. Yeah, um, I definitely like a nice napkin or something like a cloth piece of cloth right right definitely like white of the dark wood you can even buy um at like home depot or lowe's you can buy like the little squares of i think it's like sample flooring i've actually like used that mm -hmm. i have a big one that i use as a backdrop for my photography page um that i also will shoot drinks on and it looks like barnwood but i think it cost me 12 dollars, and it's not really barnwood but it looks like it and it's nice and simple yeah and it's just an easy background you definitely don't you want to try to put that drink on the least amount of things you can like so a white top or your bar top or the grass or your porch right. something just mellow and then fill around it, you know, like fill in your ingredients around it, your shaker, your, right. your strainer, your spoon, anything to kind of add to it. But you definitely want to start with a very neutral, you know, floor backdrop. Yeah, I love that. Um, so I have like a giant wood tray that I got from like world market or something mm -hmm. that I like to use. But before that I had like literal floor tiles that I got at Home Depot. They were like just the giant like stone looking floor tiles. Yeah. Yep. Um, because my countertops in my house, 
they're the busiest marble I have ever seen in my life. And anytime I try and take a picture on it, I'm like, oh God, like that's all I can look at is like this right. black white Dalmatian, you know, uh, granite or whatever it is. Um, right. So I, I think that's great. I, I also tend to like, and you, you said it, but without specifically saying it, um, natural material. So wood, grass, your porch, like things that are kind of earthy and natural and not so much like a, a hot pink piece of fabric or something, right? That's all one right. color. You want, <laughs> right, you want that cocktail to stand out. So if you're like putting that on a hot pink background, you're changing the color of that drink. Right, yeah. I, all, I also um, am not one to put my drinks on the ground because again, it's not something that I think people are doing with their drinks. Right. Like, <laughs> they are. But if for, the, for the most part, I don't want people to assu ass like assimilate, oh, they stick their drinks on the ground. Um, but if it's my own drink, if I'm like, I'm in the backyard and like, here's my cocktail today, like I'll stick that in the ground. Yeah. Um, but I specify that it was like, that's not really me. But I, it is like, sometimes the floor is the best place to put it because you're like, I've got these gorgeous wood floors. Like, why right. wouldn't I use it as a background? Find, yeah, find your neutral wall and put it on your gorgeous wood floor and definitely use that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we've talked about surfaces. Um, let's talk a little bit about garnishes. We mentioned it. I think it's important to maybe specify you want your garnishes to look as fresh you should and, cut your garnish like as your like your drink should be made and you should cut your garnish and put it on your drink. It needs right. to be as fresh as possible. There is um, I use Kiro, Ky Kiro syrup, K-Y-R-O. It's like old school. It's basically corn syrup like you can buy it at the store. Yeah, but it's super sticky and it's very shiny. So if I'm going to a shoot that I know maybe I've already cut my garnishes, I don't really know what I'm getting into. I'll bring that with me and I'll coat my fruit with that because it looks, it makes everything look fresh. Like you just cut it. It's real like wet looking and oh it's a gosh. good little trick. A lot of food photographers use it. What a lovely little pro tip there. That's yeah. And awesome. then you can stick if you're using like dried flowers or I've bought, you know, lavender is a big thing right now. And that the, you can actually get that to stick on the glass or on your garden, you know, like on your fruit with using that syrup. The other thing about corn syrup is that um, if you're rimming a glass, it does a really nice job of instead of just like, you know, put the lime around it. And because sometimes you get like spots where the, it didn't stick. Right. With yeah. the Kiro or the corn syrup. I mean, that that shit's sticking. Yeah, that <laughs> shit is sticky. Like, <laughs> Bring something to wipe it with because it's sticky. Yeah, it's going to look like the best rim ever, though. It's going to be uh, super full and um, it'll look great. That's a really yeah. great pro tip. I never thought to put it on um, any of the fruit, though. That's so smart. It makes it, I mean, it makes it real. Sh it looks it just makes it look really fresh, like really shiny. Yeah. yeah, like you just washed it and stuck it on there. Also, I know that egg whites are a big thing right now to get that nice foamy layer. But those are still very like temperature. You can get a walk, you know, like your your just your your temperature aspect on that. They can go bad, so you can use. I don't know if people know you can use garbanzo bean juice, aquafaba, and that does the same thing. Yeah, you can literally just open a can of chickpeas, put it in, shake it, and it still gives you that nice foam. And that I think actually stays better for photos than egg whites. 
Yeah, I agree. And for those that don't know, because we do have a number of people in our group that aren't um, of the bar science bartending background, it's always best when you're doing it to dry shake either the egg whites or the, the garbanzo uh, aquafaba. Dry shake it first in your shaker, then add everything and pour it into the glass because the dry shaking makes it extra foamy. Yes. Extra, and I extra the spoon. Like a lot of times I'll just bring an extra shaker and spoon that out on the top. A lot of people would be like, oh, yeah. I'm pouring it and it doesn't look the right way. We'll just shake it to the side, you know, use an extra strainer and just spoon that on top and it'll make that real pretty white layer that everyone's kind of obsessed about right now. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody really does like that, which I am kind of hit or miss as to whether or not I want to um, fully support that in my photos because then I know they're going to ask me for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really do it. I mean, I, I support it like if you want to, but I... Don't, I'm not a big supporter of egg whites in the mobile setup because it's just a lot to deal with. It is. You're right. It is a lot. Um, but I, I think my point in mentioning that is when you're doing shoots or your own kind of cocktail photography, aside from wanting it to be beautiful and gorgeous and um, delicious looking, make sure you're taking photos of cocktails that you would actually be willing to execute in right. high volume. Yeah, um, don't like your scorpion bowl from the tiki bar is really cool, but unless you want to push 200 of them during service, you probably right. don't want to put your picture on it. That's right. That's right. Um, especially the ones that have those like really beautiful, like little like um, colored toppers. Um, because if it's not, I mean, I, I had a wedding with 250 people and they wanted that to be the welcome drink. And uh, it just that shit just died in the glass by the time they got all got all yeah. up there. But uh, but they've seen Pinterest and they've seen Instagram and it looks beautiful in the photos. So awesome. Gosh. OK, so we talked about portrait mode, backlighting, adding visual interest by styling the shot recipe. Oh, adding a recipe to your image on Instagram for added uh, engagement. Um, using macro mode for up close shots, keeping the visuals um, eye level or uh, of a natural perspective when you're taking pictures of cocktails, using um, simple and natural surfaces and making sure that you're using fresh uh, garnishes. And then you gave us that awesome little corn syrup trick. It works. Is there anything I'm missing as to like, I think the only thing with lighting is just no direct light. No, no direct light. light. Okay. The bright sun and it's going to look great. It's not. Yeah. No direct light. And then natural light. We also said that. Natural. Yeah. Natural light, no direct light and try to backlight everything. Other than that, I think we touched on everything. I hope that helps some people that don't know how to start taking drink pictures. Yeah. The other thing I will say is that if you have exactly one backdrop and exactly one um, thing to set your drinks on, that's okay. Because some of my favorite cocktail feeds just have the same setup, but with different cocktails. And it, it adds some consistency in the feed, but also is kind of low maintenance for you. Absolutely. And if you're styling it, you know, you're putting your ingredients around it and your shakers or whatever, that will always change, you know, depending on what you're making. So I wouldn't really stress out about, oh, I need to have 15 backgrounds. Like you don't, you're just... You just want to put a little bit of what's in that drink around the drink. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope it was valuable. I would love to hear from you what you thought. 
You can drop me a line at hello at mobilebevpros.com or find me on Instagram at mobilebevpros. If you're looking for more valuable mobile bar related content, we have a website full of it. You can find us at www.mobilebevpros.com. And I'd love to see you in our Facebook community, also by the name of, you guessed it, Mobile Bev Pros. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, cheers.